Hey, what's good, everybody? It is your man, B. Vaughn, here with We Create Music TV. And today, tonight, I have an amazing, amazing guest here tonight. I have Melinda Santiago, who is an entertainment entrepreneur with over 25 years within the, the industry. She is also the CEO of the Santiago Firm, which is a celebrity and branding company. She's also the president and executive producer at the Santiago Productions LLC, of course, which is a film and television production company. And she is the chief publisher at S Firm Publishing, where she published books featuring celebrities from sports, entertainment, and business. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Melinda Santiago. Yes. Melinda, Melinda, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am doing well on this evening. It is such a privilege and an honor to have you on our platform, on our show tonight. Uh, I've been looking forward to this interview for a while, and I'm glad that it's happening right now. Likewise. Likewise. Yes, Congratulations yes. on the platform. Why, thank you. Thank you. And so... Um, I always give people context to how I meet people. And so I met, oh gosh, actually first, my very first interaction with Melinda, I'm gonna see if she remembers all of this, was e, 2016, 17, I believe, around there. Uh, I found her on Twitter, Instagram at the time, and uh, we had a, a, a mutual person that we know, uh, Mike, at that particular time and uh, yeah it was just great getting to know Melinda at that moment and I've come down to Atlanta several times before I actually moved down here I remember for me what stood out to most was the birthday party at BQE and I thought that was amazing that I was able to attend that uh, and just for her to include me in uh, in her life in some of those moments so Melinda thank oh. you and I'm glad that we have this chance to chat tonight so always still right. Yeah, I do remember yeah. it. I do remember it. And and shout out to uh, you know Michael um, one twelve and like that was good times. Good times. Good times. Yes. So I always tell people when they come onto the show that these are not your typical interviews. I don't ask a question and then you respond and then I ask the next question. It's really just a conversation. And so we're gonna talk Whew, about good. A thank you. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff because I got a lot of stuff that's on my list. I, even though I got questions, people, right. know, people know all we still have questions anyway. But I yeah. go off on them. Yeah, I, yeah, they know from watching the show. They know. So, Melinda, all right. So if you could just give us some historical context to how you got into this whole music world. What led you into this, you know, into this business? It, it found me. It really did. Um, I was working corporate for the longest time and it just became, I would just meet random celebrities, athletes, you know, uh, we didn't have influencers back then because we didn't have social media, but um, you know, actors and comedians and it just, it just randomly I met people and you know, I became very uh, close with them platonically, knew their families. Uh, anytime they came into where I was at, they would call, hey, Melinda, I need a haircut. Hey, Melinda, where's a good place to eat? Hey, Melinda, I need to do... So I started connecting the dots and just mm. started putting people in play with each other and making introductions. 
And it was funny because there was a lot of people in the industry that never really talked to each other. And then when I put them together, they're like, why haven't we talked before? So <laughs> I kind of became the, um, the plug. universal adapter, yeah. the plug. The plug. The, the, I call myself the universal adapter. You know, <laughs> I just, cause the plug is just so, yeah, so industry. And I don't, right. I don't like those, those terms. So yeah, I don't even but know yeah, who came just, up with and why, but yeah. Right. And then I ended up getting fired from my job my corporate job and it was like <laughs> yeah and i've never i've never been reprimanded before never been mm. fired before never had any kind of issues at all and it was just me saying oh wow okay god i get it i'm not leaving these positions because i was comfortable mm. you know i was comfortable with the paycheck i knew what i was getting every week or every mm -hmm. two weeks i knew i knew how to set my bills up i knew and that was the only way was for me to get fired. I mean, I had a baby. I claimed bankruptcy. I lost my house, my car, like all within the same year and the job. And it was like, okay, God, I hear you. The only way I can get to my, what I'm supposed to be doing. And the only way I can get to my calling is if you force me out and you force me to be uncomfortable. So mm. yeah. yeah. So then it was oh, Duran from 112 was my First, um, well, I got together with a group of ladies and we tried the management thing out. Um, it just didn't work out. Too many moving parts. A lot of people kind of didn't know what it was, but because mm -hmm. I had been around it, um, you know, it was kind of my forte. Right. And <clears throat> Duran was my first client, then Michael McFadden, and there was Duran from 112. And then Michael came around, so I had Duran and Michael of 112. Um, and then Blue Kimball, you know, he's mm -hmm. on a ton of stuff now. He's just evolving and he's going. I have the Nivea crew, Cruz. I have uh, Scarface, uh, Bobby V. I had, uh, I was working with just a ton of people. Yeah, wow. You know, that's, that's, that's yeah. amazing that sometimes you got to get out of your, your comfort zone. Because it, Absolutely. because the job can be something that is comforting. Like I know every two weeks I got money in my account, so I don't got to work as hard to, because I know, but. Nothing makes you grind harder than not knowing when your next paycheck is coming from. So you don't have a, a, a you don't have the luxury of just kind of sit and chill. Mm -hmm. You just have to go beat that ground every day and go for what you want. And it created a, a freaking monster in me, like, oh, the work ethic, crazy integrity. You know, I live and die by the integrity of this business. I, I believe it's still there. Some components of the industry there's not, but I truly believe what I bring to the table is integrity. And I don't know everything, but I learn as much, but I'm a grinder. Like I mm -hmm. go for it. I never, I never get comfortable. Right. Yeah. You know, that's something I can attest to as well. I mean, from the from just what I know about you and the interaction that I have with you, you you work, you grind like there's a lot of people in this industry that say they do stuff. But whew, I've seen it firsthand <laughs> with with what you do and the people that you've been involved with. And I've seen it, you know, firsthand, like, wow, like Melinda's she's on it. Like, look what she's doing. Yeah. And, you know, and I think yeah. that's I think that's something that speaks speaks volumes, right? So you have that positive attitude, that positive energy, and that win-win mentality, which which I love. 
And you know, I did yeah. a whole I did a whole series. Actually, I just dropped a video today. It was today that I dropped this video. Uh, I just did a Seven Habits for Highly Effective Music Creator series and Habit Four is Think Win Win, and that just dropped today. But I love that about you because every interaction I've seen you deal with has been that type of mentality. I mean, it has to be a win-win. And there's mm -hmm. always a win-win. It's just about people being able to communicate, people being able to think outside the box, people removing ego, people removing selfishness. And it's about what's the common good for both. Mm -hmm. There's always a win-win. It's just two collectives or three or more, whatever, coming together in an adult conversation and saying, okay, how do we make this work? Right. And it's about not being so self-absorbed and not only thinking about self. It's about thinking about the totality of the picture and the people that you're working with. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, can I say that about the entirety of the music industry? I mean, would you say that of the entirety of the music industry that it has a win-win yeah. mentality? Absolutely. Again, you have OGs and you have mm -hmm. nuance. And it, there's a there's a common there's a common thing here. You know, the blueprint remains the same. How you get to it, if you follow a blueprint and then add your own zhush to it, it's doable. Right. So the the OGs have to come out of that old way of thinking and the new aunts have to respect the old ways of thinking so they can build off of that. That's mm. the whole key to this. Like, mm. you don't That's change a... the wheel. You just add to it right. as, it, as, it, as it fits, you know? Look, I'm going to drop a gem on that. There you go. It's a gem. That's, that's a gem right there. That's right. And I, I need to get one of them things where the gems fall across the entire screen. Oh, have, like Bego? Yeah, I haven't gotten one of them yet. I don't, yeah. I don't know where to get one of them from, but I'm going to find it. So all the gems <laughs> just drop on the screen. But yeah, nice. I think that's I think that's true. You know, you have to have that type of mentality. You have to learn from those who came before and who did it before. But, you know, add your own sauce to it. You know, really yeah. think about how you're able to utilize what I had somebody. Jeff, his name is Jeff Blackwell. He said mm -hmm. new. He said old school rules with new school tools. And I thought Perfectly. that was I, I thought that was a perfect statement like you. Perfect. Right. Jeff. Full and of again, it's just. It's, and it's one of those things like it's so simple. And I always tell this when I do life coaching or just do consulting and or just heck to having my own lives and just talking about success. What what's the measure of success? You know, is success measured by by money? Is success measured by peace? Is success measured by being able to go to sleep at night with a clear conscience? You know, what's the level of success? And it's getting people out of that. It's my way or no way mentality. Because not everybody's right. There's always different pieces that make it better. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. Wait till I get to my synergy one on seven habits. Oh, that's I talk about nice. that right there. But yeah, so I, I think people just need to realize that from from that perspective. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah absolutely. I, I love that. So. So what so I would ask, but I guess you already said it, what led to the development of the Santiago firm itself? How did you even say, you know what, this is I want to build a company around what I know how to do and how to do that successfully? Well, as any new entrepreneur, I didn't know, you know, I was falling by the seat of my pants, honestly. 
I was just grabbing clients and, you know, at one point it was like the Santiago firm mob. Like I had hmm. clients, I had, I had clients in every part of the industry, radio, TV, film, music, wow. uh, uh, you know, DJ, like I had all of them. And so I got my feet wet and also this piece got to work over here. This piece got to work over here and I just kind of mobbed it out. And mm. it was one of those things that, you know, I, it was a one man show. I never slept. I was constantly uh, just working, working, trying to figure out new plans, protocols, uh, ways, creative ways. Um, and it was one of those things as any new entrepreneur does, like it's, you just jump in and then you kind of figure it out later. And I knew the piece for me was becoming structured. Mm -hmm. And once I became structured, I was like, okay, well in my business, I need that EIN number in my business. I need to register it. So to protect it, like those are some one Oh ones. And then the investment you have to make in yourself. If you're not going to make a monetary investment, you're going to have to make a, uh, you're going to have to make a sacrifice of personal time. You know, it's, and I always suggest everybody, you got to learn, learn everything. And then you can bring people on board. You can micromanage, but yeah, it was, I just had to get structured, but it was just me and I love doing it. And I realized, oh my God, like I'm so much better behind the camera than I am in front of it mm -hmm. at, at that time. Cause I was trying to get the feeling, you know, the feeling. But what I realized is, oh my God, I'm much more effective back here. Mm -hmm. I'm much more, I'm much more needed back here. When I identified the need of a good manager or a need of a good brand company, when I identified the need, that's when I stuck it in. I was like, all right, cool. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes, and, and I love that. I think sometimes people don't really realize, I don't want to use the term what positions they play, but kind of, or the term their lane, but you know, I guess just really realizing this is where I operate the best. And this is kind of where I can provide the most benefit to like for me, at, like at that moment, at, at that, that moment. at that moment, that's right. At that moment, because you can be a superstar, in several things, mm -hmm. but you have to start with one and you have to create the brand with one. Once that's established and that normally takes about two years, two to three years to really create being consistent. After that's done, now you can branch off and add different entities and other pieces to, under the umbrella. Right. But it's, it's always about identifying the need first, mm -hmm. perfecting it to the best of your ability maximizing it and then opening it up to bring other entities in. Hmm. Jim, did y'all hear that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, I think, you know, those, those, the, the, at least the first two years, those formative years, critically important to the success of any, any entrepreneurial type business. If you are not, if you're trying to just jump right in and do everything, you got to really think about, okay, is this, and I love the fact that the structure, because that's, you know, that's my whole thing dealing with organization and dealing with structure and ensuring that, you know, you have your, your processes and policies and, and all those things yeah. in place. Like processes are critical because it they outlines are. how you're going to do things. 
and the approach that you're going to take. But I love the fact that you said that it was for that moment mm-hmm. and not and not because sometimes people get stuck and I've seen people do that. They stay in that particular role forever. Yeah. And I've had people come I mean, up to me. Now, go ahead. I, and then I'm not opposed to people jumping in. See, that's, that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. You mm-hmm. don't have to know where to start. Right. Just start. And then you figure that out along the way. Like, you know what? I need to get this done. It doesn't stop the show. Mm-hmm. It just may delay this piece over here. But I always encourage people, man, just jump in. Start. Once you start, you will figure it out. It's human behavior. It's universe. It mm-hmm. will figure itself out as long as you apply. That's right. Yeah, I had a, I had a, a pastor who always say, uh, it was a term, do it afraid. I was like, oh, yep. oh I, I, like, I love that term, do it afraid. Even because a lot of times, you know, it's scary jumping out, being an entrepreneur. It's scary leaving my daytime job when I know I get that paycheck every two weeks. And to then just jump in and do yeah. what I feel my calling is or what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I love that. Do it afraid. Just jump in. You got Do it afraid because if, you, if you're not afraid, you're complacent. <laughs> you're comfortable. Right. You know, right. Even, even as you learn new things and even our OGs, like there's a consistent learning. There's, just, there's consistent learning that needs mm-hmm. to happen, you know. So you got to just jump in there. And I encourage everyone, just jump. Just get in there. Just jump. Get in the game. Just that's get right. in the game. I think, I think one of the things you said that's key is, is having a spirit of learning. Yeah. And learning on a continual basis. Because sometimes people get in like, oh, no, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. So let me just jump in and, and do it. And it's like, well, wait a minute. There's things that you're going to know and things that you may not know. So you have to be open right. to learning those things as you, as you progress at each of those, you know, quote unquote, phases you know, as you yeah. go through through business, but yeah, and I you got to be okay to you got to be okay to fail. Oh gosh, like you got to be all right with oh shit that did, oh I'm sorry can I no no you good okay yeah, it's no, like good. it's like oh shit that didn't work out, but did it kill you? Did it jeopardize you? Did it do right. anything crazy? Okay, no, it just stumped you and it made it a little inconvenient for you, but the lesson was luck. Okay. I don't need to try that again, but it's okay. And I think that's what I love about like with my clients, when we try things, I'm like, Ooh, that didn't work. But now that I know that didn't work, let me go back and renege, you know, finagle it mm-hmm. and let's find something that does work, right. you know? And that's the beauty of it. It's about being accountable. Like, yo, I messed up. That wasn't the right shit. That wasn't what <laughs> we were right. supposed to be doing. And you know, okay. So I jumped the gun a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? And when you're accountable and able to say, I was wrong, boy, that just, that, that clicks up into your relationships and that makes you so much more sought out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, just, just because of that transparency and that accountability, you're building trust and they can see you like, this is a trustworthy person because you're not trying to hide it. You're not trying to point fingers and blame other people and say, no, you're taking ownership and saying, Hey, this was my fault. So that didn't work. I own up to it, but let me figure out and we can move forward in a, a different direction. Yeah, that's yeah. that is a key skill of an effective leader within and I'll yeah. say not even just corporate America in any industry. So in any industry in any and it's industry. OK. It's like if you're working with a team, there's so many years that I didn't get credit for the things that I did because I was looking at it from a team perspective. I wasn't looking for the accolades. I wasn't looking right. for that. But I am going to say it's it stumped me 
because when I started venturing out, people didn't believe in what I was doing. And I was like, well, I created all this other stuff, but because I didn't put my name on it, they didn't give me the accolades or they didn't give me the just do because mm. I didn't do that. So if I had to go back and change anything, I don't think I would have been so, this is our stuff. Yeah, this is our. Like, no, this is mine. Well, and it's okay as long as right. it's not it's not overbearing. It's mm -hmm. it's good to say, yo, this is our stuff. However, I need to put my name on it, so it's published somewhere that this was created by me, or this was produced by me, or this right. was. And I think that you know, is kind of jumping this when I jump over to this other. It's like, oh, Melinda, we didn't know. Well, all that stuff that you saw, all that stuff that you were liking from those clients. That's right. So. Yeah, and, and I think that's important for people to, to establish that, uh, that name recognition and have that uh, be visible to others so that they know you do this work. Yeah. That's, that's how you continuously build your brand and to continue to be sought after is by having your name on stuff so people know this is yeah. your body of work and this is what you bring to the table. Right. And I learned that because I'm a humble person. So I didn't like talking about myself. I don't like taking credit because I always looked at that from a team mm -hmm. perspective, even though if the team would won, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? I still, but anybody that was involved. We did this. Right. And so it took my business partner, Leon Cosby III, to really say, I'm in the Melinda Santiago business. He found me on Instagram or Twitter and he came at me like, hey, I'm in the Melinda Santiago business. We're going to structure you up right. And we're going to start getting you the presence and the and the respect that you need. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God, me? No, I'm OK. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right over here. But it does value in a company. And it's right. I understand because I see the effects of it now. You know, people talk about me in L.A. People talk about me in New York. They're talking about me in Chicago. Like mm -hmm. they hear the Santiago firm or they hear of Melinda Santiago. And it's and it's it still wows me when I'm out somewhere like, are you? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, yeah. But I'm, you know, <laughs> like I'm so off in the cut. <laughs> right. Yeah. I remember we talked about that, about uh, when you had the interaction with Leon and how that yeah. pretty much just changed the dynamics of the way that you operate. And, and it's always yeah. good to have somebody like that because we can get caught up so in, in the work and we don't really see uh, how everything is progressing, but somebody else is looking and going, if you do this, I'm telling you what I love. I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, what's it called? Um, oh, what is the movie called? It's the, it's the Ray Kroc movie. I just can't remember the name of it. Um, oh gosh, I'm usually good with names of movies. But it's a movie. Well, I know who. I, well, I know who not to pick on charades. <laughs> yeah, not not this guy. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of that movie. But it's the one with it has Michael Keaton in it. And he plays Ray Kroc, and it talks about the McDonald's stories and how he ended up taking McDonald's from the McDonald's brothers. But there was a guy in the movie, a I think he was a uh, a financial advisor. Who came to him and said you're not in the restaurant business you're in the real estate business and i'm going to yeah. show you how you're in the real estate business and so from that moment on ray Kroc was not concerned about opening up mcdonald's he was more concerned with purchasing the land that the mcdonald's was going to sit on mm -hmm. and, if, and if he was able to purchase the land then he owned the rights to the land and of course he was uh, out there selling mcdonald's 
to mm -hmm. franchisees, and so he ended up owning mm -hmm. the, the the land and the, the McDonald's that sat on the land. And it's almost like a, it, yeah. it's like invest it's like investments, right? Mm -hmm. People want to buy the iPhone. Oh, I want to I want to I want to buy stock on the iPhone, and I'm just using it as an example, right? But no, you need to buy the chips. You need to invest in the glass that makes the iPhone. You need to you need to invest in the the components that make the item. You know yeah. that. You, yeah, you're right. Like wheat, barley, beans. You need those kind of food. You need those ingredients to make the food. You don't want to buy this. You want to buy this because this is necessary to mm -hmm. make this. You know, right. so it's the, it's the mindset, it's the philosophy of understanding wealth and financial wealth and, mm -hmm. and how you um, how you make it work for you. That's right. I'm telling you, that's a gem, y'all. Y'all don't even y'all don't even know that's a gem. Because I see people do that all the time. They want to go out and buy this, but don't want to buy everything. And here's what I find crazy. Here's what I find crazy about it is that when you buy the ingredients, you can make more. Of that. And other stuff. And that's and right. Other and other stuff. stuff. And other stuff. But I think we get people get caught up in just this, whatever this may be, and they don't really take the time to yeah. say, well, what went into that? How can I get that? They don't take the time to research. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they. Because I, you know, I tell people, I, do you think it's because we live in a a fast-paced microwave society that people don't take the time to do the research? They want it like right now. I I don't know if it's I, we are in the microwave society. I don't know if it's that or just plain laziness. They're just waiting for someone to give the information. I mean, I think laziness. I've seen that a million times. I think they just want people to tell them how it is versus them trying to figure it out themselves or do the work that's necessary for and it. do the work that's necessary. People that's want to right. take shortcuts all the time and then those shortcut shortcuts and then they want to blame. Oh, well, they said did right. did you research it? We have Google University. We have oh tons gosh. of of tools so we can go and fact check, fact check, and recheck. Mm -hmm. But we just have That's laziness. Right. Laziness. That's right. Y'all gotta stop being lazy. Get y'all, you know, y'all bust stop out being lazy. working. Stop being lazy. You know. So Melinda, <laughs> for you, you've you've been in this industry industry for for some time. You've garnered a ton of experience in many different in many different areas. So for you, what were some of the major challenges that you faced and how do you deal with some of those? How did you really overcome or deal with those major challenges? Um, the one major challenge is one, being the female out here. Uh, the minute we say no, we're, we're deemed as emotional or we're talked to or talked about like a bitch or our, our sexual past is talked about you know to to kind of belittle us so i think that's the biggest challenge and it's almost like my no is the same as my road manager's no but you're looking at my road manager like mm -hmm. he's making decisions around here or whatever it is and we work as a team collective but it's when they bypass me because oh she's just a female which being in the game was another benefit of having Leon Cosby. So the rooms that I know that I can't go in because I'm gonna get looked at instead of fighting it, so I send crazy. Leon in there. Go ahead, Leon, because they're gonna talk to you and think vice versa. The rooms that he knows he may not get 
further in because he's a male, he sends me in and we just tag team and that's how we become successful because we're result oriented. So you have to learn the game and then you step back from like, all right, it's not about strategy. You know, it's all about strategy. It's all about assessing situations. It's about observing. It's taking your time and making the right effective moves. So, yeah. I yeah. think that's the biggest thing for me is just the challenge of a woman being a You know, I hate that. Oh, my gosh. I think that's the craziest thing. I think that is the craziest thing to me is that I'm not going to listen to you because you're a woman. You don't know what you're talking about because you're a woman. I can't let you into this room because you're a woman. And it's like, wait a minute. And I, it's I, not just I, that. It's, it's, also, it. it's also experience. Like, I'm a creative director. I see things and I create. I create mm -hmm. and when I create the vision or I create the visual, it's like, oh, well, Melinda, you're just a manager. You know, you're not a creative director just because I don't have the title on my back as a creative director. Like there's so many levels to me and there's so many levels of what I know how to do. I just show you guys this much of it, mm. you know, and that's the other part is just because they don't I, I'm not tagged or I'm not oh, you've never done this before, which basically is like my book. You know, I wrote the book and I'm going to do a plug right now. Right? Yeah, let's talk about that. I have that on my it, list. A, but yes, let's talk it's, about that. It's too. a perfect example of people didn't take me serious. Mm. And I wrote the book and I didn't write a how to or business 101 or I didn't do any of that. I wrote a complete novel fiction, you know, because mm -hmm. I have creative. And the results and the reviews on this are all five stars. It's five, y'all. Five I'm in, stars. I'm in Walmart, and I'm not in Walmart because of my name. I'm in Walmart because they looked at the book and they saw the reviews and they, they said, wow, this is a good book. So they mm -hmm. chose. As a publisher, they choose. You don't just, hey, put my book in your store. No. That's not how it works. Books a million, Amazon. Walmart, all of my uh, uh, Barnes and Nobles, like my book is in there. And but people didn't take me as an author. They didn't take me serious. They're just like a book. Okay, what is it? Inspirational quotes. What is it? Business one hundred and one. Because that's what they all thought. But then when they got the book, they were like, "Shit, Melinda, I didn't know." Well, and did I have a dude's writing the book? But it was the <laughs> fact that I used to write when I was in high school. I loved creative writing. I loved mm -hmm. writing. I used to watch TV film. I used to be in film lit class, just zoned in, mm -hmm. finding. But I didn't have to apply it then. I'm applying it now. Right. But again, it's but now that I have the book out. Oh, hey, Melinda, you are an author. Why did it take for you to for me to put a book out in order for you to say you can write? Right. Like yeah, I that's write the thing. songs. I write songs. I create. I don't do producing, but in my head, mm -hmm. I hear. The, I hear it. Right. And I and I explain. Okay, this is what I'm looking for. So it's just it's it's that. So that's the other challenge. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's I think it's important even for yourself, even as you're saying it, and for anybody else who's watching now and will watch this later on, is that you know who you are. You know who you are. Other people may not necessarily know. They may not be on board at that particular moment. But Melinda was already an author. 
regardless of the validation of anybody else, the recognition of anybody, she was already an author. She was already a manager. She was already an entrepreneur. She didn't have to wait for somebody to validate that this is what she was. And I think it's the same thing for everybody else. You don't need yeah. for somebody to wait. Oh, I need for you to validate that I'm a I'm an artist or I'm a no. I mean, you got to know your you'll heart never of be That's you'll you never be validated. That's the thing. You can't wait on anyone to tell you what you are. That's right. It's like like y'all was that already. What you mean? I'm just now showing you what it is, but I've always been this. You know. That's right. Always. So, so okay. So go back. Let's talk about the, let's talk about the book. What was the motivate? So what is the book about? Oh. Yeah. So, so let's let's do that. And what was the motivation till, behind writing it? Till Death Do Us Unpart is a fiction novel about love, uh, death, jealousy, uh, God, questioning your daily thoughts, questioning just work workspaces. And it gives you a different perspective. Like I had this idea. I wrote the script for this about three years ago and I wrote it for Kevin Hart because I have Kevin Hart in mind for the one of the characters in the book. And, you know, my mother had said something. I don't, I can't say it because then I'll, it'll give it away. Yeah, <laughs> what nah, the book nah, is. Go, y'all gotta but, read it. Ho right, hold on a second. I gotta, sure. you, you know, I had the, the low battery bullshit that happens. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the motivation was just like my business partner, like, you got to write a book. You got to write a book. And I'm like, I don't have time to write a book. Who in the hell got time to write a book? Who, you see how busy I am? Who has time? So I try to take a shortcut. I try to have ghostwriter. That didn't work out. I try to have someone edit it. That didn't work out. And I realized, okay, God, I get it. Like, I have to do all of the work so that mm. I can explain it, so I can talk to others through the process and so on and so forth. But this book, when I tell you, you will find yourself in the characters. Not only will you find yourself in the characters, this is for atheists, this is for God-fearing people, this is for spiritual people, this is for religious people, because there's a lot of little messages through the writing. I'm a, I'm a descriptive writer. So the feedback that I've been getting on the book is, wow, Melinda, I felt like I was watching a movie. I felt like I could see all the moving parts in it. And yeah, I mean, when I was writing it, I lost 3,000 some plus words. I almost threw my computer against the wall. And I tell this story because I think it's funny. My business partner, who's always positive, Hey, Melinda, don't worry. Everything happens for a reason. Maybe the, maybe the reason you have a better message coming out. I'm like, no, uh, -uh. the message I had right there was the shit. That's what I was supposed <laughs> to say. And I lost it because when I write, I go into a zone and mm -hmm. you know, it was funny because he, and I, you know, when shit goes to the left, you don't want to hear nothing positive at that moment. You don't want to hear, oh, it's going to be okay. No, how do I fix this shit? How do I get it going? How do I get that back? Right? But then about two weeks later, he was writing a business proposal for us. And he called me and said, I lost a <laughs> And then I'm like, hmm, everything happens for a reason. And I, 
And, you know, me and him go back and forth. Cause it's like when I jump the gun, I like to say, I told you so. Like him and we have a really good re- working relationship. And I said, that doesn't feel too good, does it? In that moment, he was like, no, nah, no, nah, I get it. I get it. But mm. that's the kind of fun. But, yeah, what inspired me, and I can't say what inspired me because it's. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's the it's a niche in the book, but it's about, I'll read the back of it. And it's serious. She worked her ass off, finally getting everything she wanted in life and nothing was going to stand in her way. Not other women, not society's hangups and not even God, but everything comes with a price. So it's a very, it's an easy read. The font is, is not a small font. It's an ebook as well as the physical book till death do us unpart and we're looking to take it to film because that's the whole part of s firm publishing is all the books that we take in we want to make them into films so it's kind of like from the book to film Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good read but it's a go to amazon and look at all the reviews oh i did i did i was like yeah these are five stars all the way melinda yeah great book I love the way that you develop the characters. I resonate so much with the characters in the book. This is an amazing read. Uh, there, even, there was even one person that called, called you Santi. I love this, Santi. Uh. This is awesome. I just love the way that you wrote it. And then, of course, you got Lily, who uh, from SWV as a, um, someone who has read the book and has, has uh, said great things about the book. And also... Yeah. Uh, Lily uh, Fair Gray. Who is yeah, a, Fair Gray. That's right. Who is a best-selling author himself, world-renowned millionaire, self-made, and Malik Whitfield, who is, Ah, um, you know, who played Otis on The Temptations, Mm -hmm. and he's done other, but he's another one. He read, like, an excerpt of it initially, and was like, Melinda, I laughed out loud. He was like, (laughs) and it takes a lot for me to, when you read a book, to get in. He was like, what's Melinda going to do next? Or what's this Mm -hmm. person going to do next? And I use characters, real names, um, that are important to me. So I put my girls in the book, their names, not their story, but I right. use their names. their names. So then the audio portion of it is going to be super dope how I do it. Um, it's going to be really a, a different way how you listen to mm. audiobooks. So okay. yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. But yeah, I'll go get see. your copy right now. Till death do us yes. part. Yep. So you can get it at Walmart, you can get it at Amazon, you can get it at all your, I guess, major book distributors. Yeah, books, uh, books, a million, Barnes and Nobles. Um, but, you know, of course, we're on like an online. So, yeah, Walmart.com, Amazon.com, or you can go to my own personal website, which is MelindaSantiago.com That's for right. the book. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait to to read it and dive into it. I know it's going to be. You should have you should have read it by now. I know I have it. Interview with me. I know. I'm sorry, Melinda. Bro, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. Melinda. I haven't read bro. it yet. I know. Bro. I haven't read it. I'm trying to finish this one book that I'm still trying to finish reading, which is like 900 pages long. Well, throw is... it out. Start mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm like, man, as soon as I can finish that book. Oh, my gosh. But and, and it's not even like a, fic, a fiction book. It's a business. It's a music business book. And I'm reading it for a reason. And I'm reading it. People are going to find out mm, by January of next year why I'm reading this book, but I'm reading it very slowly. Good. And, and take and highlighting things. And I mean, I'm, oh, okay. 
Take the pieces that fit you. Take the pieces that fit you and throw the rest of the shit out. But the pieces right. that fit you and your design, utilize it. Yep, you got that right. So, yeah. So everybody, make sure you go get the book. I'm gonna go get yes. it. Yes. But make sure you yes. get the book. Make sure you check it out. Support Melinda. Uh, like I said, she's an author, but she's been an author before, right? So support her and make sure that uh, you leave a, a, an amazing. I know you're gonna leave an amazing review anyway. I ain't gonna tell you to do that. It's gonna, once you read the book, you're going to be like, there ain't enough stars on here. So, But I want people to leave the real review, how they really felt. Yeah, and what I, what I love about it, I was very intentional how I wrote the book. And what, I, what brings joy to my heart is in everyone who's reached out to me, strangers, people overseas who's read the book, they're like, they got exactly the messages. And that some said, I got to go back and read it again. And one person read it four times. And each wow. time she said she got something new. And that's like a movie for me. It's like that's you see awesome. it the first time, you're like, oh, second time, I didn't catch it the first time. That's what this book does. Go get it. Till death do us unpart. That's right. I'm Let me make sure I switch. switch. Till death do us unpart by Melinda Santiago. Yes, and it'll be in the link in the description too. Once this whole thing is over, you can click on the link in the description and you can go right and purchase that amazing work of art Book. right there. That's right. They okay, so. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Melinda, I am super interested in how you got connected with Bobby V and with Scarface. Yo, so with Bobby, I was at, I was managing Raindrop Lopez at the time. And uh, yeah. we were at Sweet Lounge. It was about eight years ago now. Yeah, about eight years ago. When the TLC movie came out and, you know, he came up into the club and he was like, yo, and I was like, yo. And then it was just, I came on like a booking agent for him. You know, I, he already had management. Um, but I came a part of the, the team and I just kept him working. I mean, every time I turned around and we fought, he said, Melinda, you're doing too much. When I fought for his brand, when I fought for him and his value as an artist, I saw the potential in him that we've finally unlocked. And it's about moving with intention, not saying yes to every dollar. And now that he's moving in a, in a different space, headspace, man like we're we're going out the way now i'm his manager after like three about three years now as manager and you know we had the millennium tour i had him on his own tour with the r&b addiction tour we're getting ready to go back overseas in october for a whole tour overseas for october um but i, I keep him working I, I keep him working and he's you know he started his label bmg Belchie Music Group label, and yep. now he's a CEO of a real label. He's acting as a CEO now. He's moving like a CEO. He's finding new talent. Opportunities are coming because he's moving now with intention. And so now people who are coming to him, they have to come right. You got that and right. He sees, and he sees the difference from moving erratic to moving with intention. Mm. You know, and then Scarface, yo, he's just, I don't really, I don't manage Scarface because Scarface is the kind of guy he don't, you don't have to manage. He's mm -hmm. just so, anybody and everybody can call him Jay-Z, Beyonce, whomever. And 
he doesn't need me, but we work really well together. He is an amazing, smart, smart, smart man. And he, uh, you know, business wise, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll, I, I do this business um, deals with him and for him. And we really work together. Like he's just, he's, and he's a funny guy. Yeah. But he's just, he's, and people don't know, like, because you hear Scarface and you get all right. intimidated because like, oh, Scarface. Scarface. Get him, boys. What? When, it, when I tell you, he is the most funniest per. like, he will crack jokes. He's funny. He's just funny, but an amazing guy. So we were on the Tom Joyner cruise when I was uh, with 112, and we just started talking around, like, about business, and he saw how I was moving, mm-hmm. and he was like, yo, Hey, come on board. I was like, bet. Like, I don't know nothing <laughs> about hip hop. I'm an R&B girl. And, but the business is the same. Right. Regardless of what genre, the business is still the same. So he's just, he's just an amazing person. I'm just, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And yeah, I've seriously. downsized now my clients to keep, it's really just those two because mm. we just stay busy. Oh, I see. I see. You know, I think I learned a whole lot about Bobby V from watching The Unsung. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. And, all you know, what was so, this, is, this is what was so crazy about watching that is we were, my wife and I were watching it and I got up to go do mm-hmm. something and I heard your voice. <laughs> and I was like, that's Melinda. I was like, wait a minute. I came around the corner and you were talking. I was like, look, there's Melinda right up. Look, look Yo, at that. let me tell you something. We we filmed that and <laughs> we had the parking lot concert like about a week before that here in Atlanta, right mm-hmm. when the pandemic started, right? And I coughed really like hard. <laughs> I was outside. We I coughed really hard, and I busted a blood vessel in my eye. Wow. Right before we started filming. So in filming, they say you can't wear glasses, no sunglasses, nothing like that because of reflection. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I can't go on with this red eye like this. So we were sitting there trying to position how I was looking. <laughs> how okay, can you see it over here? It was like the worst. I said, I'm about to be on national television with a freaking red blood vessel <laughs> popped eye. So but it, they masked it good. But I had my glasses on. I was like, but boy, I was t- I said, God. Okay. Like how? That, yeah, that look. That must have been a one hell of a cough to do, oh, man. Well, you know, <laughs> someone gave me something that I wasn't prepared for, and I was like, oh shit. Oh look, I know. Oh my gosh. Woo. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Thanks, Don <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Shout out to believe in our vision, Don Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, I learned so much. In that, in that un, unsung, like wow, it was just, it was just a testament to the talent that yeah. is Bobby V. Yeah, I people didn't know amazing. a lot of that. A lot of people still didn't know he was a, in, in Mister. They didn't know. Oh, I knew that. Like Blackberry, but a lot of people didn't, and then yeah. a lot of people didn't know why he had to change his name and he had to change his too. name because of all that stuff. Dude, and yeah. because you actually follow him and you understand, mm-hmm. you see what's going on. But you'd be surprised. But yeah, he's. Got to respect, man. He's been in the game so long, 25 right. years. Yeah. And Bobby puts on an amazing show. I remember you invited me and the wife out 
to come see yeah. him um, perform for his album release. That was that was amazing. Uh, yeah, we took pictures that night, but it was just it was just fantastic the way that he puts on the show and the way that he really just gets involved in that whole whole thing. Him, him and Devonte, him and Devonte. I remember the first how you introduced me to Devonte Black. I forgot we were at um. I forgot the name of the venue. It's not even open anymore. That's welcome oh. to Atlanta. Gosh, like I said, don't put me in charades because I'm not gonna remember. Never. Oh, I, I do remember the name of the movie. It's called The Founder, though. But um, oh, but I can't remember the name of the venue. It's where we they do a lot of artists showcasing, and I remember you were there what, one center night. Center stage or Apache? Apache. Or? It was Apache. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were there doing a uh, a a panel. I remember that. Yep, I remember yeah. that night. But yeah, yeah. Like I said, I didn't know a lot about Bobby V and the thing. Some things I knew, but some things I didn't. And I was like, wow, like the how many hits he had each year from his albums and his songs. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Bobby V was was a the, one of the pinnacle is one of the pinnacles. I like that. Thank you. One of the pinnacles of R and B music. For sure, hands down, yeah. hands down. So, okay, I, I've asked a whole bunch of questions, but one of the questions I also <laughs> want to ask is about the Melinda, the Melinda. Okay, get the idea, a T in hold here. On, hold on, right. let me, hold on, let me get some water real quick. It's Melinda. For the Mel, Melinda Santiago show. How did that yeah. come up? Yes. So, you know, you know, I used to do podcasts. Mm -hmm. and I used to go on on Periscope and I'm just a comedian by nature. Like I'm impromptu. I just like having a good time. And, you know, people saw the, the conversation and, you know, Michael and I had a podcast called the M squad show, which was hilarious. Like a variety show. And oh, we I were remember. building it and we were building it. Um, and like I said, it takes two to three years. And finally, you know, someone caught wind of it, but by that time it was already dissolved. And I was just like, just hold on. I know someone's going to pick it up and someone's going to pick it up. And they tried to pick it up. But at that point, it was already dissolved. So that didn't see the day. But it was a good show. M, like M Squad was hilarious. Was yeah, we had a great show, yo. We had a great time doing it, too. Like, he's so freaking stupid funny. Like, <laughs> But, you know, the, all of the yeah, clients are. Bobby real. is hilarious. Like, Face is hilarious. Like, all of we just have really good synergy, really good energy. But um, yeah, it was dope. So then they approached me like, yo, Melinda, we like your attitude. We like what we see. Let's try the Melinda Santiago show. So we kind of played around with a little bit, but the um, the network we were going with, they just, they weren't prepared yet mm. for, for the dynamic of what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. I don't like to do anything half-assed. Right. And they just weren't properly staffed, prepared uh, to take on what I could bring. You know, so I tabled that for a minute, did the book, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to revisit it. You know, when things started to get back to normal, because pandemic hit, so right. all kind of staffing issues and scheduling issues. And I was like, okay, God, I'm going to table this right now, and we'll come back to it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because, oh my gosh, y'all have no idea. If y'all didn't see it, the M Squad was <laughs> hilarious. It was yeah. Oh my gosh, her and Mike were just crazy on that. It was oh my gosh, we did characters. Like did. this shit was funny. It was <laughs> hilarious, 
And if yeah. y'all, I mean, it, where, can they go? Can they still go hear that or listen to that? They, I, th I think there's still some episodes on YouTube. Um, yeah, just go. M Squad show um, with Michael Keith and Melinda Santiago. But Check yeah, this is, and it was never scripted. Everything was just impromptu. You know, we just, it was a good show. <laughs> it, was a, it, it was, it was a great show. So I'm hoping that in the in the future that when you have when they're ready for you. Yeah. That, and, and everything falls the way it may that it takes off and that you're yeah. in that position to do it. Because, yeah, if there's anything I like, just no, go ahead. I just think that what I've learned throughout this time within the industry is. I, I won't be successful with anybody else. Mm. I have to create my own success. So I know I'm going to have to build my own platform. I'm going to have to do that and then push my own platform to make it successful because I don't think a lot of people can handle the ginormous. Let me say that word. Let me find the right word. Gigantism, ginormousy <laughs> of what I put mm. out. And that's the thing. It's like you're not equipped, you know, just because I'm in Atlanta or just because I'm somewhere that's not Hollywood doesn't mean it has to look that way. doesn't mean the right. audio is not right. And so if it doesn't look right, look professional, like you like shit, that shit is so high end. I did that on a dollar budget. It's about being frugal, being That's understanding, right. but hiring the right people. So mm -hmm. I realize it's going to have to come from my own platform for it to, to really move on. Yeah, and, and sometimes that's that's OK, because then you have because then you have way more creative freedom over the entirety of the show, what you want to do, how you want to present it. And it, it's yeah. yours. Yep, and yeah, it, yours. it was tough. It was tough because we filmed it. I had Raz on there. I had Nivea on there. I had um, uh, Camille from CEJ Images. Like for the first episode, it was a like it was dope. But again, they couldn't edit it right. Then so much miscommunication, and it was just like this network. I was so disappointed. But it is what it is. It is what it, it is. What it is. But there are going to be people in in your in your path that's going to come on board and that are going to fulfill the, some of those roles like editors and uh, color graders and all those different uh, cinematographers Absolutely. and all that. You, you got Absolutely. that right. You got that right. So Melinda, man, we've yeah. been talking for a while. There's some, yes. you know, y'all don't even know. There's so much more that we can dig into, but I want to be respectful of her time. Yes. Yeah, so I got to get to Rotimi's uh, listening party. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Dope. Okay. So, Major advice, three key points that you give you would give to anybody that wants to get into this music business. What would you tell them? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, if you're not ready, and if you're not really open to learning, you're not ready for it. Like you've got to be thick-skinned, ready for a lot of no's, and um, you just got to be ready for it and you got to have the answers and you, and you got to be willing to invest in yourself, you know. Uh, second one, I would say, be honest. You know, if you're not honest or if you're not really truthful who you are, you're not ready. This, this industry has enough cappers, I think that's the word that people use. It's now be authentic in what you do. Be stern and firm in how you are. Move with integrity, you know? And then the last thing is have fun. Like this, 
one of the hashtags I use is when your job is your playground. Have fun with this. This is what, this is fun. You should enjoy anything that you do. And if you don't get paid for it, you still enjoy what you do. So yeah, those are my three things. And, and just, oh, and learn. Oh yeah. Ask questions. Ask questions. Ask questions. That's right. So Melinda, thank you very, very much for that advice. Thank you for being here. Oh man, thank you for being here. I can't wait to see you in person again at one of these events. Maybe I'll come out one day or get invited out one day. Make sure everybody check out the book. Yes, Till Death Do Us Unpart by Melinda Santiago. Make sure you check it out. Yes. Melinda, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate this. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. Uh, have a great time at the album release party, and um, I'm sure we'll be in touch as well. All righty. All, All right. right. Thank you, Melinda. Peace out. Peace out. Of- All right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my gosh. So I'm telling you, Melinda Santiago, right? She drops. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. The wisdom that lives in this lady is amazing. Just the amount of talent and expertise and experience that she has is phenomenal. Uh, so make sure you support her as well. Uh, but once again, I always tell everybody, thank you very much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, once again, thank you very much. Have a great evening and peace out, everybody. <laughs>